This is episode number 47, The Power of Your Story, with Brandon Brown. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd like to make a brief announcement regarding our upcoming conference on February 23rd in LA. This is a conference where you will get a chance to connect with hundreds of people who are going through a similar transformation that you are. A conference where you will get a chance to hear from speakers from all over the country, including Leslie Johnson, Jeanette Yaff, Mark Y, Michelle Madrid Branch, and many others. For more information, please go to overcomingodds.today forward slash survive to thrive. Now, let's get back to our guest. It took him years to get to this point. He said, The story that I was once ashamed of was the story that was helping liberate people from their own circumstances or issues they may have been ashamed of. What are you still ashamed of when it comes to sharing your story? And how are you working through it? Without further ado, please welcome... Brandon Brown. Today's guest is someone who I had the pleasure of meeting prior to our event in San Diego, who actually ended up attending the event and going well beyond of what was expected of him. And he came in there, he was prepared, he helped us film, gather footage, um, produced a phenomenal video, a recap video of the event. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring him onto the show and have him share his story live with all of our listeners and all of our supporters of the work that we're doing. His name is Brandon Brown. So what I wanted to do is without further ado, please welcome Brandon Brown. Brandon, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for having me, Oleg. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being on here and I appreciate all the work that you've done and helping us get to this particular point. And, you know, you, you are one of the people that I think of when it kind of speaks, when you um, say something, you're doing it, you're that person. I mean, the fact that you <laughs> literally came to a show, you didn't have any expectations or to, came to the event and you were able to gather all this footage, provide us with all this feedback and um, put together a recap video and testimonials and stuff like that. I mean, that speaks volumes not many people are take the time to do that even when they are genuine and kind so the fact that you found that time within your busy day and schedule is just incredible and I thank you for that and I admire you for all of your efforts um, what I wanted to do for this episode is I wanted to start it off by having you share a little bit about your upbringing so the question that I had for you is for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with your background and your current line of work and your story, would you be willing to share as much as you can about your early upbringing um, as far back as you can remember and how that experience has impacted the work that you're doing right now? 
Oh, absolutely. I, most definitely. I um, I guess as far as back as that I can remember, um, being a kid or even a, being a teenager, um, I think one of the most influential things in my life is that I never liked to talk about my family. Uh, I never liked to have conversations about family. In fact, I wouldn't avoid those conversations altogether. Um, as a kid, uh, I knew I was different, you know, from everyone else, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say in a good way. Um, I grew up in a family where I felt like chaos and dysfunction was almost like a breakfast cereal. Like, you know, it was <laughs> something that, you know, I experienced like, you know, every morning, every day. And, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, everyone family, you know, you know has problems and issues, but, mm -hmm. you know, I really had no way of, you know, knowing this at the time as a kid. Um, in my immediate family, my mother struggled with um, narcotics addiction, and I didn't know my father until much later on, you know, in my life. And, and through my mother's struggles, my brother and I, we often, you know, lived with my grandparents, where um, my grandfather unfortunately struggled with uh, alcoholism. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, as you know, as it relates to my family, you know, I really, you know, as a kid, I just wasn't proud you know, where I came from. Um, and the only family that I had to really, you know, compare, you know, my family to, you know, was the ones, you know, that I saw on TV. And, you know, you know those families, you know, they had a mom, a dad, you know, a house filled with uh, unconditional love. And it seemed like, you know, everybody was there for everyone. And so, you know, you know, after watching these shows, you know, I knew something, you know, was definitely, you know, wrong with my family. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, growing up, you know, I really had no friends that, you know, could really identify, you know, as to, you know, what I was going through. Um, I had, you know, troubles in school with getting grades. You know, I was, you know, fighting, you know, for lashing out at kids that made fun of me, you know, because I lived with my grandparents. And I remember uh, one time in school, there was one kid, he was always sad. And I remember asking him, you know, you know, why are you always sad? You know, if anything, you know, I have something to be sad about. And. He was like, he was, you know, he had, he had tears in his eyes and he said, you know, um, my mom's never home. I said, you know, why is your mom never home? He goes, because my, my dad tells me it's because that my mom does drugs and that's why she doesn't love me anymore. And this is going to sound terrible, but I remember thinking, yes, yes, there's somebody else. <laughs> and, and I, I remember, you know, then that was like the first time I knew and recognized that my family wasn't the only one that had, you know, you know, crazy things going on as it, you know, related to, you know, um, you know, drugs and alcohol and, you know, someone, you know, in the house, you know, feeling that disconnection inside them, you know, from their parents or, you know, from the people that actually love them. Um, I would say that it was my grandma you know, growing up with her, you know, she would often remind me um, to treat people the way you want to be treated. And mm. and through my and through my struggles, she would always tell she would always tell me that you know everything starts at home. And it wasn't just in the literal sense, you know, uh, from you know where we live, but you know she challenged me to look within myself and you know to find my own identity. You know, letting me know that you know I didn't really have to be a victim of you know my present circumstances. Uh, you know, or, but you know just. Or, 
by sheer, you know, looking around at the things, you know, that were going on around me, you know, at the time growing up. So uh, she was definitely uh, very influential in my life as far as like instilling those things, you know, in me early on. Um, if I could like bring it up to like present day, I um, currently am the founder of a company called, you know, Modern Family Coach. And I, you know, Modern Family Coach is all about, you know, helping people. Um, as a personal coach, I, you know, help people, you know, through their struggles, uh, whatever they have identified those things to help them get to whatever they feel like the next tier of success is, you know, in their life. Um, whether it be, you know, job, personal, you know, with their family, kids, whatever the case it is that may be, whatever that hurdle is, but um, was through, you know, my upbringing um, and, you know, some of my professional experiences, you know, that, that led me, you know, to this point um, over the last 14 years, you know, I have the privilege of serving in uh, the military uh, while I was in the U.S. Navy and I traveled all around the world and I've actually, you know, worked with thousands of people. Um, in my career, I've had the opportunity to be a Navy, career, uh, Navy recruiter and which I saw, you know, families um, that, you know, were troubled and it was my job to, you know, sell them the Navy to say, you know, no matter what you're going through, the Navy is the answer. You know, you, mm. you, you need you need help paying for college Navy, you know, you need help paying your bills Navy, you want to travel the world Navy. But I think for me, my passions for helping people were like, honestly solidified. Um, and that job when I can remember that, you know, I was had families coming into my office, and they were going through things. And I knew in my mind and heart that you know, the Navy wasn't the answer for these families. I, I can remember a story in particular where a mother I had brought her 17-year-old son in to join the Navy, and her whole idea was she wanted her her son to be the man that uh, his father never was. He was never around, so that she wanted him to join the Navy so it could make him a man. And but I could tell him the son eyes that you know his heart wasn't in it, you know, and his mom was you know trying to push this life onto him, but it wasn't one that he actually wanted. You know, you know, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, the Navy, the organization itself, but I can see that, you know, that the Navy didn't have, you know, any features or benefits that was going to fix, you know, the underlying problems between, you know, this mother and, and her son. Mm -hmm. So you bring uh, up a really good point, And I think that point is and I see this more and more because I think a lot of people do get trapped in this, especially when they get out of college and they're forced to. Or not they're forced to, but they force themselves to get into a job that they may not like and stay in it for however many years because, I mean, change is hard. And most people are afraid of certain of some of the elements that come with change. And so when you yep. spoke about selling something that sounds like you didn't necessarily believe in as far as being the right fit for the customer – it's it's it becomes a part of your identity and you end up living that life for however long where if that's a thing that you feel comfortable and that's a thing that you think is kind of foundational to you then you will just transition from one job to another and do the same exact thing so absolutely my question to you is what was that aha moment for you when it finally said well this is not me I don't want to do this. I don't want to sell a service that I don't truly believe in. 
or that I don't actually think can change this person's life. It may help others, but it's not going to help every single one that comes in here. So how how did you do that? How did you break away from that image and and kind of just start forming your own identity and your own definitions moving forward? Well, looking at that situation, like I said, I realized that, um, like I said, you know, something was definitely wrong here. And that had like really had a longing, you know, to want to actually help this this mother and this son. And I kind of like sidebar, you know, with the son, you know, when when his mom wasn't around to ask him, you know, what was going on? You know, was this something that you wanted to do? And she's he was like, you know, no, this is my mom's idea. And, you know, she you know, wants me to have this life, but it's it's not one, you know, that I necessarily, you know, want for myself. You know, I want to grow up and I want to make her proud of me, but this isn't the way, this isn't it. And and I totally wholeheartedly understood that, but I felt like, like as a Navy recruiter at the time, I didn't have the skills, I didn't have the credentials to help these people, although I wanted to. It's just like, I didn't really feel like I possessed the skill set um, you know, to help these people. And so, you know, then, you know, shortly thereafter, I made the decision to um, go back to school and I uh, enrolled in school to get uh, a master's degree in my marriage and family therapy. And I have been pursuing that field. And since I have done so, it's been like the universe has been like signaling, signaling me and telling me that, you know, that you're going down the right path. This is the right thing to, to do because over and over, I've encountered people that, you know, that that needed help or story was similar to my own. And I felt that, you know, the, the story that I was once, you know, ashamed of was the story that was, you know, helping to liberate people, you know, from their own circumstances or, you know, their own issues that they may have been, you know, ashamed of. So I, I think for me, that was one of the most uh, defining moments um, that that kind of, you know, turned on the light, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. that they say, hey, this is where you need to be. Mm -hmm. What questions did you ask yourself moving forward from there as far as, okay, so I, I understand who I am and I understand who I want to become, but as we know, and it's not even some things, but most things are easier said than done. And especially when you're working on yourself, I mean, that's an everyday challenge. It's not like one day you wake up and you say, okay, I'm going to fix my negative self-talk today. And then for the rest of my life, I will never have negative thoughts again. Well, no, it's you're going to start today and then tomorrow you're going to find a similar challenge. And then the day after that and the week and the month and the year after that. So with, with something like this where you're discovering yourself and you had made the decision to be who you wanted to be, what are the actions you take? What did you do immediately after and, and what can people do that are listening to this that may be in a similar boat where they're stuck in a position that they don't feel fulfilled in or a relationship or whatever it may be and they finally made a decision in their mind to go beyond that and live a different life, but what actions can you take? Well, number one, I'll tell people the, the, the most important thing for you to do is to live within your truth. If you have things in your mind and heart that you know to be true, that 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 you value and like so that they are uh, within the fibers of, of who you are as a person, live 
uh, live by your own code. Like the, the one of the most important things that you can do as a person um, as you move forward, once you once you make the the decision to say that I'm going to move forward and and live in my own truth. Number one, never compromise your own values. Never compromise your own values because um, once you start to compromise your own values, you're starting to drift and off into living someone else's life. Hmm. Um, so uh, hold tightly to your own truth. Um, as you continue to grow, like I said, you know, not everybody, you know, is going to have the same story. And like the one thing I tell people, you know, being a follower, it's cool to be a follower, you know, for a while, you know, you get the comfort comfortability of, you know, being in a crowd and, you know, not really have stand out. But the only thing with being a follower is that you're always one step behind everyone else. Mm. You know, you're always playing catch up. So um, once you start to live in your own truth, like it, you don't have to play catch up. You you are uniquely you. Um, you know, today, you know, we live in a world where if have one of something like a diamond or a rare stone this is the only one in the world you know people say oh it's rare <laughs> it's it's valuable and like you know it, it's 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 just you know it's so precious and like a lot of times like i said i personally hold these same values and truths when it comes to our own lives as an individual there's only one you there's only one me and so like you know we only get the opportunity to be ourselves so no one can duplicate us you know, they might try. I might try to duplicate someone else, but I'll never be able to get, you know, that person right or that move or the dance they do quite like they do, you know, because they own that. And when you start to own the things that like, you're passionate about or owning your, your past and, and but also knowing that your past doesn't have to dictate your future. Mm -hmm. Once you start to own these things, like I said, you can, you know, be set free from like I said, the, the, the things that you felt like were keeping you from reaching your goal or being successful in that relationship. Like I said, because a lot of times people put themselves in situations like I said, that go against uh, the things that they naturally believe within themselves and, and hope that on the back end it'll change and work out later on. But, you know, when they're really their foundational principles weren't in line to begin with. But when you hold truth, hold tight to your truths and your principles and your values, and you move forward with those things in your hand. I, I don't think you'll be you. You won't go wrong. Mm. What are your truths? My truths. I, I personally believe that for me, that as long as I'm, as I continue to focus and be a good person, do good by other people. Um, I believe that we as individual, as people, you know, people always talk about, you know, um, you know, pray for a miracle. I hope this and I hope that I think that we as people are the miracles that the other people are praying for, or that other people are looking for. A lot of times, you know, we possess things or the, the other people are looking for that, you know, we can do without even thinking, you know, twice about, you know, it, it comes easy for us. And somebody, you know, is out, you know, looking for that. And I feel like that if, if we as people can connect with our gifts and the things that, um, you know, we value most and have that ability to give it back to someone else, then, you know, that's what it's all about. That's incredible. I couldn't agree with you more on that because, you know, when I had first started this organization, the only thing that made sense to me was to build this from a point of community. 
And I think when you when you look at it that way, and you're not necessarily focusing on a tangible product, and that's not to say that there is anything wrong with tangible products. It's just a different way of building, and and some things do require tangible products, like our our communication right now. It's done through a laptop that I can pick up and feel and throw and and touch and do all those things with it. Um, but I think at the end of the day, what I begin to realize is that a lot of the problems that we experience in today's world, they can be solved simply through people. And it's, Absolutely. you know, it, it goes back to, do I have a connection to this person who can help me get to this particular phase? Um, can this person help me get connected to another one? And so as long as you know other people, I think there's no problem you cannot solve within this world. And so when you spoke about having a sense of community and relying on that for the solutions, I believe that's it. I, I truly believe that's what life is about, is you are born with some things, but it, it's not necessarily that those things will define you for the future. I think you're just born with some kind of puzzle pieces to start off to complete your puzzle. Yes. Whether we yes. actually complete it or not, that's a whole other story. But you you are given certain cards and it is from you to decide, okay, do I want to use these cards or do I want to trade them in for other cards? And you do that through redefining who you are and the things that you were born with and what you currently are. And, or do I want to use some of them in, in my advantage and help myself elevate or whatever it may be? So I, I, agree with, I couldn't agree with you more when you spoke about just having a sense of community and knowing that regardless of what the problem may be at hand, it is, you're going to solve that through other people. Absolutely. When did that – so based on my understanding of your upbringing and your background – you know, it sounds like when you were younger, <clears throat> and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it was harder to have that sense of community, at least for you. Even though people were there, you, it oh. still seems like there were things that were missing. Um, you, you know, you spoke a little bit of the dysfunction. So how how when did it make sense for you to build your own community, and what type of qualities are you looking for within people that you can call part of your tribe? You know, I, I think for me, uh, what, like I said, what helped me to break away was number one, to discover that, you know, I wasn't alone and that there were people that, that were out there that I could identify with and that could, you know, identify with, you know, my struggles. And, you know, we realized as I said, you know, we weren't, you know, uh, just, you know, children or, you know, teenagers that, you know, had parents that, either, you know, weren't there or, uh, came from a background of, you know, addiction or, you know, alcoholism. We weren't just those people that, but we were so much more, you know, we were people that, you know, that, that had our own passions and, you know, that ambitions and things in life that, you know, we weren't, that we wanted to do. And it was, it was through that, that I realized that, you know, if, if I cannot, you know, so much focus on, you know, about, you know, where I've been, but instead where I want to go, mm -hmm. that will, you know, help turn things around for me. And it's kind of like, you know, 
they say, you know, you, you can't get where you want to go by driving if you're always looking in the rearview mirror. Mm. Or, you know, like w- one of those kinds of things. So it's just, you know, I, I tell myself that, you know, what you know, the past is the past. You know, like you said, it, it helped shape me, you know, and, and it, it helped me to be the person that who I am today. But ultimately, I get to decide where I want to take my life. I have that power. And oftentimes I see that so many people decide to become, you know, just a victim of their circumstances. Like I said, and, and it doesn't have to be that way. But I was fortunate enough. I had, you know, people, you know, come around me uh, to say that, you know, although, you know, like I said, we, you know, were kids that, you know, had, you know, families that, you know, weren't necessarily the greatest, you know, but we're still capable of doing great things. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I look at other people that uh, are, you know, necessarily that I would like to bring into my tribe or into the fold that I would say, hey, you know what, I, I think you're a person that I, I like to work with. I really look at the the genuineness in their in their heart as far as their ability to want to connect with people, but not just connect with people, give back to people what it is that, you know, that's, you know, the universe is given to them, whether it be their gifts, their talent, you know, their just their ability. They just want to help someone else you know, get out of the rut so they can get onto the next, you know, step or, you know, portion of their life. Those are the people that I want to connect with because I feel like these people are out here doing, you know, these are the people that are out here, you know, the, the unsung heroes that are out here, you know, doing the work um, to, you know, really help elevate people so they can climb that next ladder rung so, you know, they, they can get to, you know, wherever it is that they want to go in life. Mm-hmm. You speak a lot about the desire of wanting to connect with other people and, and give back. And my question to you is this one, because this is something that I see on a daily basis, and I'm sure we're all aware of, but how do you, how does that genuine connection truly happen? Like, how do you not make it a transactional one? So what I mean by that is like, you connect with me and you do something or I do something for you and I expect something in return. Like how, what's within you if you're able to kind of break down based on your experience, how you think about a connection that may help other people realize that just because you do something for someone else, it doesn't mean that you have to expect something in return. Yeah. And I, I don't think that number one, you definitely shouldn't go in it with that, that attitude. It's like, uh, you know, if you want to do something for someone, uh, do it, you know, out of the kindness of your heart. Don't expect anything in return because number one, you might be left disappointed <laughs> just, you know, just by out that, that sheer factor. But, if you're going to do something for someone, do it with, you know, no expectation. Like I said, if you have the ability to help someone else, you know, give, uh, if you you have the, the, you know, the the opportunity to, you know, volunteer or um, if you can donate to a cause financially, you know, do that. Um, uh, a lot of times I, I see, you know, people, you know, don't, you know, give just because of, you know, the, the glory or, you know, the, 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 the taking pictures, you know, to, to show the world the whole, look, I, I did this, you know, this one good thing. You know, when when you go to give, you know, truly give out of your heart, it's, it's not something that you have to put on, you know, display for the public. You know, it should be something, a moment that's that's shared between you and that individual person, that that organization, um, you know, something, you know, that that's between you guys. And if that the, the, the two parties, you know, agree to, you know, put it out there publicly, then that's wonderful. But... Um, when you do something, it should be number one, it's out of the kindness of your heart. And like I said, you should know that 
when you're doing this is because it's for the, the greater good of someone else in an effort and in a hope that they can use what you've given them um, to help take, you know, their life or their situation you know, to the next level uh, of, you know, whether it be peace, prosperity, um, whatever it is that they need to help them in their life and, you know, at, at that moment. How did you how did you get to this point where you're able to look at life like that in special relationships and are there people or books or whatever else that stood out within your journey that you would be willing to share with us so we can get to similar points of understanding within our own lives? I think for me, uh, a lot of my, a lot of my, my conditioning came from mentorship. Um, and I would encourage people, like I said, if you, if you're a kid, you know, um, you know, get involved with maybe like girls and boys club. If you're an adult working in a certain area and it's not working for you, you know, get a coach or, um, or some type of, like some type of mentor, somebody that can help you, uh, transition through your struggle. Um, because I honestly didn't really get, you know, into, uh, heavy into reading until, you know, I, you know, much later on in, in my adult life. But I feel like a lot of the things that conditioned me to be who I am today came from, you know, like my teenage years. And like I said, once I started um, down the line of, you know, wanting to help people and their families, you know, you know, I was, you know, in school, you know, you know, from a degree. Uh, a lot of that stuff came from, you know, some of you know, my professors that, you know, say, hey, Brandon, you know, I see, you know, something in you, you know, work coming, you know, alongside. Let me uh, let me shadow. You, let me show you, you know, what it is, you know, to work in this area or how to do this, you know, uh, how to, you know, refine, you know, my own skill sets, you know, so I can better help serve, you know, someone else. So if there is an opportunity for you to get, you know, get help from someone else, a person that you can develop a connection with do that but i'll also say don't be afraid or don't let someone saying no to you uh deter you or scare you away from what it is that you want to do like mm-hmm. i said you know that's just one like i said you know keep knocking on doors keep asking questions because you never know what it what what it is that it can lead you to and i often like you said um you know tell people that you know this whole experience for me has been like a jigsaw puzzle like i just i open the box <laughs> I have all the pieces and, and as I'm as, as as I'm trying to put them together, I'm the picture, you know, might not be clear yet, but I know that everything that I need is right here. I just need to fi- figure out a way to put it together. And mm-hmm. if that's through reading, if that's through, you know, asking someone for help, if that's going through going to online and watching someone's YouTube video, there's so many resources out here to um help connect you with whatever it is that you want to do. But don't be deterred when you, like I said, you hear a no or you get some reluctance from someone or even if you have someone in your like your life or friend or family member that doesn't understand what it is that you want to do or what it is that you have going on. Don't let that deter you from moving forward. You know, keep pushing through because, like I said, your vision is your vision. It wasn't given to everyone else. So once you understand that, like I said, you know, that people won't get it, people won't understand, um, use that as motivation to keep, you know, driving you forward to whatever it is that you want to do that's incredible it's such a powerful message because i i mean i can definitely relate it's and i'm sure you can too sometimes well not sometimes all the time when you do have a vision 
some of the things within the vision are extremely complicated to communicate because you see it, but you don't even understand it, how to put it in words yet. I remember when I first started this, it started from a two-page blog post, but I couldn't communicate to people what I really saw that needed to happen. And so for me, it just got to a point of, well, if I can't communicate in spoken word, then I just have to start doing it. And then as I did it, then people could actually come into the event like you did and say, oh, I get it. Oh, this is what he was trying yep. to say. This is this is what it's actually trying to accomplish. So I think it, and that, that's a it's a hard thing to do because when people don't understand what you are trying to communicate, it makes you confused. It makes right. you rethink. Well, am I really doing the right thing? Should I pivot or should I stop this entirely because people don't get it? But somehow. You find the drive within you and say, regardless of what happens, I'm going to make it work. And especially if you're if you're building something new, just like you are as well, you're not necessarily, in most cases, you've not given a pile of gold or $10 million to start right. this. And it's like, here you go. Do whatever you wish with this. You have to also find ways to do that, to supplement your life and to make sure that you do stay alive. So it's a, it's a very interesting journey of starting something like that and forming your identity and yourself as you're going through that those pains and trials. But I think it's an important one to live for because at the end of the day, just like you said, you are unique and you are who you are for a reason. Um, the skills that you possess, I may not necessarily have. And even if they're in the same category that you're able to write well and uh, do the same your style is going to be different than mine your voice is going to be different absolutely than mine. and so it's it's really important to i think live within your own skill skill and skin and not beyond that and the the final thought that i have for today's episode and it is a question that i ask all of our guests that come on it is when the odds are completely against you what are some core fundamental principles that you always rely on? Oh man, that's an excellent question. I think when, like I said, when, when the chips are stacked and you know, your, your back is in the corner, um, you have to hold truth, hold on to your truth and, and know that your journey, however far you come, you know, you didn't come this far, you know, it wasn't in vain. Like, you know, it wasn't all, you know, just a mistake. You know, you wasn't given, you know, this vision uh, or this dream just on accident. You know, it wasn't one of those things that that has been, you know, placed on you, you know, just because like, oh, you know, I don't think the universe was like, hey, you know what, you know, Brandon or, you know, Olick, you know, here's this this dream. And just as soon as you get started, it goes, just kidding. You know, I don't think I don't think that that happens, you know. I think that um, when when I feel like that, that pressure, I tell myself, you know what, I'll, I'll take a step back, I'll reset, I'll meditate, I'll pray, I'll figure out what it is that I need to do um, to get, um, you know, the get pointed uh, into the right direction, to get reoriented. Like, yeah, I may have come to a dead end here, but this might be as far as I need to go, you know, in this area. You know, I can, you know, turn and pivot, go into another direction. And like I said, it's just like for me, 
It's just, you know, finding the next, you know, right puzzle piece. And that's kind of where my mindset is. Like, okay, I've maxed out in this corner. Let me start working on another corner of the picture. And as I start to work on another another corner, you know, the, the picture starts to come together more in the middle. So it's like, you know, I just, okay, this isn't working on to the next area. You know, and I, I continue to ask questions. I continue to ask for help. Um, but at no time in my mind is giving up, you know, ever a question. Like quitting is not an option. You know, you might take a break. Uh, you might get a rest. But, but quitting, no. So uh, if you're looking, like I said, to, to do something you know, with your life or if you have a vision that it, it might not be necessarily clear, you might not have all the puzzle pieces together yet, know that that's okay. That's going to happen because if we all had it all figured out, I think everybody would be out here living their best life 24-7. But, you know, that, that's not the case. So, you know, accept that sometimes, you know, you know you're, you're not going to have it all right very first time you know they're going to be accidents they're going to be mistakes but you know what they call it experience <sighs> and when you get that experience uh that experience is what's going to carry you into the next chapter into the next level to, to help other people absolutely i'm a i'm a big believer of what you just said i i firmly believe that life's not supposed to be easy i think if it was easy then it would be boring i mean where absolutely. if if you're living just like you said with all of your dreams and aspirations already conquered, then what what what's the challenge? What are you living right. for then? If you're not, because I mean, especially when it comes to things such as helping people, it, I think it's a get it's a proven fact that you can't help every single person. So that's never going to stop. It's not like one you're gonna hit a day where it, it says, "Well, I helped every single person on this planet. My job is complete." No, you're going to be in service. You you are in service for the rest of your life as soon as you're born. Right. So the same thing when it comes to life and the challenges and things that you encounter along the way, they're not supposed to be easy because those are the things that you actually learn from. You don't really learn from – I mean you learn certain things from your success and those feelings of accomplishment, but it is through the adversity that you learn some of your greatest lessons. That's the ones oh, that really make you want to step back and reflect and really understand how did you get here or what is this trying to teach me? Yes, this may suck in the moment, but what is, what is it going to do a month down the road? What kind of person can I become from this? How do people stay connected to you and your work and what are some of the things that you have coming up in the future that people should be aware of? Um, right now, if people want to connect with me, um, they can do it. Um, right now I'm on, uh, Instagram and, uh, Facebook. My Instagram is Brandon L. Brown. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-N-L Brown. Uh, that's my Instagram handle and Facebook. Our page is Brandon L. Brown, MFC, Modern Family Coach. That's what the MFC stands for. And here, February 14th, we're launching our actual uh, webpage uh, for the BrandonLBrown.com website. And I said that'll be happening on, like I said, February 14th. And we'll be, um, you know, fully launching, you know, our Modern Family Coach programs. And I hope that, you know, people, you know, listening to this will, you know, subscribe, like, you know, tell other people, um, you know, so we can get, you know, the our stories and, you know, mission out there, you know, so we can help uh, as many people as possible. Like I said, this has been a, a wild journey. And <laughs> like I said, I just would hope that I could inspire, you know, like I said, you know, someone else in the process that, you know, even if, you know, if they don't 
you know, subscribe to anything that I've done in life that they can know that um, whatever it is that they want to do in their own, you know, no matter where they come from through any adversity, they can still accomplish their own dreams and goals. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our weekly newsletter so you can receive all of our latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Once again, thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week.